0: Remora takes you somewhere other than Yen on this astral walk. When the streaking lights and speed of the walk ends, you are atop a snowy mountain at the door of an old dwarven keep. Felomir, I have brought you far south to the lands of Ladreldin. An old dwarven empire once inhabited these mountains. Long before the Equilibrium, this mountain range and lush forest was the home of a grand civilization. Almost 500 years before the Equilibrium, it simply vanished what what happened to it i think the hill dwarves of ladrelden used something the rest of aces did not i do not think a grand cataclysmic event wiped them out i think they escaped and what they escaped from is what i think the orbs are afraid of now what what is that what did they escape from the dwarves of ladrelden made themselves appear to be much more knowledgeable of things
1: than the rest of Asus. do you know where they went i don't Hmm. and this was 500 years before the equilibrium that's correct before I was even born. Well, what, what? Why did you bring me here? Well, to solve the mystery of the orbs. Places
0: like this in Asus are things I would consider. Investigating these weird anomalies that have no answers may be your next step. This is why I think the arcane well is worth searching for. The arcane well fits this category pretty well. I see. He moves closer to you and stretches his arms out across you. He slowly moves it to the side with his arm outstretched and palm facing out. It fades and reveals this old civilization that once stood. You see cities in the distance, brightened in the night by thousands of torches. Walls tower over the cities, protecting them from possible coming attacks. And as he moves his arm back into position, it fades away. The dwarves of Lodreldan were brilliant folk. They created a civilization that makes Chandelin look like a fool's design. For them to just disappear doesn't make any sense. Something happened. And there are smaller examples of this all throughout Aces. Like what else? Well, for one, the arcane well. But also, something I recently found out about. The islands of Loran. The gnomes there have been tinkering with artificial life. This doesn't holster well with keeping a balance of Heltrone's element. The innocent gnomes of Loran may be creating something they did not mean to.
1: Artificial life? Is that... you mean like constructs? Constructs, that's correct. Hmm. There have been quite a few of those lately. I also have one final gift for
0: you, though. He reaches into one of his satchels on his side and pulls out a book it's a small book made of metal there are no pages just two metal slabs with hinges holding them together like a book the front of the book has no words but a picture of a door what, what is this i call it the library of holding you have found several books in the rodonian archives in Yin. the ones i wish you had found i have added to the collection Inside, you will find all the books you have been keeping in, on your person along with many others. You kind of reach across like your body and like fill your gear. Your books are gone.
1: Is my tome gone as well? No, that one's still on you. Okay. Well, this is amazing. I want to open it up. You open it up, and a
0: physical door appears in front of you almost immediately. And as you like slowly open the door, the door opens up as well. Inside, you see a five-by-five-foot room. ...of shelves of books. This is astounding. I, I, I can't thank you enough for this gift. Keep in mind that no others will be able to enter. I hope this will help you on your path. I'm sure it will. Now, let's get you back to Yin. Your friend Doroth's premiere is today, and there's trouble afoot. I can feel a Guardian's
1: power surging in Yin. And it is not physicious. You better investigate. Wait, wh- what do you mean? Doroth's premiere isn't for two weeks from now.
0: It's a beautiful day in Yen. The sun is shining, clouds are sparsely scattered through the sky. It's a great day for a community gathering, and a great opening day for the Dorth Fabe Roman Kyle Memorial Performance Arts Theater. Asher and Keth, as you walk up the stairs into the theater at the top of the stadium, you see a mass of people littered throughout. Yenians and Rodanians don't get together often, but when they do, there is a cordial but tense feeling in the air. The hate between the two communities is obvious but no one wants to go to war again. Because of that, the nobility of both sides can be seen making small talk with each other. Yinnian and Rodanian guards are also patrolling with and standing near each other. It seems that though they are separated, there is a peace. And then you catch eye of a dwarven man walk by with a crudely put together leather chess piece and the symbol of the Crimson Command on it.
2: Oh, hello, tall orc. And small woman. I happen to know an orc about the same size as you. You two would probably get along great. Oh really? What's his name? Oh, his name's Bork. Oh, I'm Kath, the Giant Slayer. Kath. Well, I'm Rune Donson. I'm the Champion again. Oh, I've seen you fight. Oh wow! I didn't realize it was you in these ropes. Yeah, I'm the greatest. Oh, oh!
0: He like, like bumps his chest up against like your pelvic area.
2: <laughs> I'll uh, I'll hit him back. All right.
3: Give a little thrust.
2: Yeah, <laughs> give, him a, give him a little thrust, thrust? or what? <laughs> Thrust to his chest bump.
0: Well, I guess it was nice meeting you. Uh, I'm gonna keep doing my job here. I'm gonna keep
2: patrolling. Hey, wait, wait where's Finch? Oh, Finch? How do you know Finch? Well, he's our friend. Oh, yeah, Captain Finch. Yeah, he's a uh, he's out uh, doing a perimeter check
3: right now with Lieutenant Connor. You'll probably see him get back in here in a minute. Okay. Bye. Goodbye. Nice to meet you. He's so nervous. Oh, oh,
4: oh. <laughs> <laughs> bye. <laughs>
0: A yin noble screams out to the two of you.
4: Ah, yeah, Ashra, come sit with us. Do we know this guy, I'm assuming?
0: You, you look over at this man and it's waving you over. And he's part of a group of people that you are familiar with that were at your party.
4: All right, I guess let's go over there, Kat. All right. <laughs> we go sit with the nobleman.
0: Finch. You and Lieutenant Connor are standing at the front gate in front of the statue
5: Doroth had erected of himself. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of like, I don't know, maybe notice it in my breath and kind of look up. You know, it really is a nice sculpture. Oh, is it? Is that really what he looks like?
0: Oh, wait. No, he was part of us, part of our little group in the sewers. I know exactly. Yeah, that does look like him. (laughs) Wow,
3: with the the retcon (laughs) already.
0: That that, that looks just like him. (laughs) Except you know, this one's probably like six feet tall and he's what? Two and a half, three?
5: Well, I'm sure if they erected a statue of you next to it, Connor, it would be much bigger. But you know, this is this is what we have and I think it looks great. And I, I think it's very fitting for today.
3: By the way, let the record show that <laughs> Dorothy is three foot six.
0: <laughs> Finch. As you're watching more people filter in, reviewing possible threats, give me an investigation check. Ten. Everyone walking in has nice clothes. Those that don't, you can tell, tried because of the accessory pieces people are wearing. From flowers in their hair to stashes and scarves. Everyone seems to be just excited about the day. And then you see an odd event. Over in the corner near a wall of the gated area surrounding Doroth's statue, you see a haze build up. It slowly implodes on itself, solidifying and turning into a very large ceramic plate. Time seems to slow down, almost as if you were standing still now and watching it from your peripheral. Lightning sparks crack through it, and light shines through. It bursts into shards, and you feel completely frozen for a moment. And then you see Felomir standing there in the center of it, as the conjured debris fades away.
1: I'll start walking immediately to him. So is Remora just gone? Yes. And I'm just standing here in the middle of this crowd of people going into the theater? Yes. Okay. Well, I guess I'll just, I'll be trying to get my bearings a little bit, try to recall where I am if I've ever been here before. You look around, and the first thing you see is Finch rushing towards you.
5: I'm going to try and make, like,
1: hard eye contact, like, Belamir, are you okay? Uh, yes, yeah, I'm okay. Where where am I? I mean, Yen, but where exactly? You're right in front of Divka Kimpa. The show's about to begin. You're just in time, really. Uh, I'm glad I found you, Finch. Something... Something bad's going to happen. Here tonight? Yes, I don't have time to get into details, but I spoke with Remora, the great old one. And the wait, the creator of the orbs? Finch, as you
0: are like kind of looking over Felomir, you see that he's almost aged by 750 years. His hands and forearms are like decaying and shriveled, and like he's got a full beard now. He's not just rocking that mustache. He's wrinkly. His hair's starting to gray and thin some.
5: Okay. As he's just, like, talking to me, I'll I'll maybe almost, let's try and, like, do this. Like, whatever he's saying to me starts to just turn into muffles, maybe. And I start to notice all these things about him. And maybe I kind of grab his hand and start to turn it over in my own hand to notice the wrinkles. And then I'd like to slowly look back up to him and tune back in. What happened to you? Uh Look, now's not the time. We can talk later, but all I know is something bad
1: is going to happen. Everyone here is in danger. We need to find our companions and prepare for whatever it
5: is. I don't know. Okay, come with me. I'm going to turn back. Connor, hold the post. I'll be back when I can.
0: And as you look around, you see that the sun is setting. You hear the small string quartet begin to tune. A few horns begin to fade in, matching their sound. The play is starting. As you rush to the top of the stadium to look down... You see, everyone is in their seats watching the front stage. You watch from a distance, and you see the curtains on the amphitheater gently rustle for a moment. And then Dorothy steps out from behind the curtain. The crowd softly applauds.
3: <laughs> thank you, thank you. Everyone, settle down, take your seats. Well, everyone, welcome to the Dorothy Fabe Grumman Kyle Memorial Performance Art Theater. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, Thank you. Now settle down, settle down. Okay, we don't have all day. What you're about to see today, it's been, it's been the culmination of not only my whole life, but the life of all of us as we are connected as one. So, look, everyone, we worked really hard on this. So just sit back and enjoy yourselves. Enjoy a nice day of peace. And uh, l- let's begin i want to like start to turn around and then come back please save all the rest of your applause for the end of the show thank you
0: the crowd goes quiet as you step off the stage to the side the orchestra does a quick instrumental hit and begins to play softly a booming voice acting as a narrator begins to speak this tale of heroes is not one you wish to hear but one you must see we bring you pain and torture and darkness and cold. The land of Mithron, as you all know, is lost to void and home of a net. But what you don't know is the wasteland can be navigated by the proper leader. Divka the Kempa is that leader. That hero. That man to bring you this tale. The weight of his importance holds no bounds within our fated adventurers. And we as a collective bring you all the glory that he brought with him to Yid. Now sit tight. For this story... And let us tell you this tale. The stage is dark. The flapping of a large curtain can be heard on stage as green light begins to fade in. Snow made of ash falls from above the stage, setting the scene of a winter wasteland. The stage is empty until Kith the Beetlefleer enters the stage.
3: Oh wow, it is cold. It is so cold. My bare feet can't handle the pain. I'm so weak but appear to be strong. My muscles might flex but are splintering and cracking from the weight of my body now that they are frozen in ice. I must find warmth. I must find warmth. The cold, it hurts my feet. Why did we come here? What do we need? I'll take my bed and wrap it around me. My skin is tough. But my guardian's winter's rough. Tell me, Astra, why are we here? Is it to die in this cold? To find some ice? Because that's all I see is frozen rice.
5: Keith, what do you mean, why are we here? Of course you know. Divka the Kimper must find the last remaining ears of Asus to hear his beautiful tunes.
4: I'm not afraid of nothing here. I simply wish to journey to the unknown. I've heard there is a well here. A well worth our lives. I followed you all, so now you owe me my destination. And only I can decide the next mystery.
2: Damn, Philomere. That's harsh. We're all important to this world, you know. Why do you pretend that you're the scale that we need
1: to keep us balanced? Well, I don't know why you're all pretending we're here for anyone but me. You've guided me here and we will for sure see. The Golden Audience. The Lost Crusade. They need me. They call for me. I must get to them. That is our true purpose here in Mithron. Abruptly, the play is
0: interrupted. Lightning flashes across the sky and rain begins to fall. Everyone is watching the sky above. Many begin to run for exits to find shelter, but then everyone stops running as a black smoke begins to softly pour into the amphitheater from the entrances. It falls down the stairs, hovering low to the ground. It moves onto the stage and begins to form into a pillar of smoke. And as it dissipates, you see a man in tight black leather armor appear. Slim, curly horns drape down his head. A long tail rests on the ground. He has a sharp, wide grin on his face, and as the smoke clears, you see him standing with his hip to the side, leaning on a long staff. He's a tifling with gray skin. His eyes are crisp white. He stands up straight and points his staff to the crowd. Two days ago, my market was attacked. Now we have been working quietly. No one in this forsaken place has caused any problems. And then all of a sudden, Eleven of my men are killed, and a large amount of my gold was taken. So now we're here to take back what is ours. Thug like men run into the amphitheater from multiple entrances. Rodanian and Yenian guards begin to fight back against them. The man on stage begins to yell out again in the midst of the chaos You thought the cloak was just a rumor, didn't you? You thought it was just a simple
4: group of thieves. Well, guess again. This is a revolution!
2: All right, so I'm going to turn to Astra and say, Oh, wow, this play got really good.
4: Uh, Keth, I don't think this is part of the play.
3: So from the balcony where I am, I just want to pull out my rapier and point it at him. You! You will not ruin my performance!
0: He throws back his head and widens his arms with the staff in one of them. He does a quick wave of the arms and then slams the staff down. You see a wave of magical energy rush across the amphitheater. Give me wisdom saves.
3: Six. Sixteen. Seventeen. Eight. Seven.
0: Astra, Finch, and Thelomir. your eyes gloss over to white. You can't see what is happening, and you feel stressed. Anxiety rushes over you as your vision fades back, and the person that is closest to you begins to morph into a demon. Doroth and Keth, you see people around you grow several horns out of their head as their eyes roll back, and when they seem to settle, they attack people closest to them. Give me initiatives. Hey, companions, this is a pretty important mid-roll for you, so stick around. First off, our live show is coming up in just two weeks. December 14th in Mobile, Alabama at the Alchemy Tavern. We are so excited to celebrate our second anniversary of being a podcast. I hope you are still loving what you're hearing. But what I really want to let you know about is that after this episode, we will be taking a short break for the holidays and for the prep work of the live show. This is the final episode of the In and Doubt arc. I'm hoping to release the next episode for the podcast feed on January 3rd. But just in case, don't hold me to that. It will be the week after that on January 10th if it comes to that. But that doesn't mean we won't be putting out content. We have two things in mind for release during the December month for our Patreon. They haven't been done yet, but we're hoping to release them this month. So if you want, head on over to Patreon and choose the package that you want to donate for and keep an eye out for new content. That's really all I had to say, I think, for this week, so let's get back to the episode.
1: Thelomir, roll a d4 for me. One. You attack Finch. I attack Finch with my spear. Yep. 16. What's your AC, Finch? 15. You hit. And I will take a uh, swift stab at the uh, demon that appeared before me. Yes. Uh, four damage.
0: Finch, the demon in front of you stabs with his fingers into your chest and rip out blood and entrails. You see like your body almost being torn open.
5: I'm going to immediately like, I don't know, freak out, take a step back and draw my sword, slash as quickly and as swiftly as possible. 16. That is a hit. Oh, wait, no, I'm sorry. Roll a d4 first. Oh, okay. To One
0: yep you you attack fellow beer we'll go with the normal roll though that you already had
5: all right and that was a 16 attack. yeah and that's a hit that's a hit 11 damage take that demon spawn
0: fellow Mir. you see this demon in front of you just like whip its blade tail around and slash across your chest Ow! everybody gives me wisdom saves again 14
2: 14, 15,
1: 9, 20.
0: Uh, Finch, you feel normal again. Like you you don't feel so stressed, but you look across who you attacked and it was Felomir who you attacked who has horns still growing out of his head and his eyes are still glossed over. So Keth and Doroth, you see like panic across the room as people are like growing these horns out of their head and are attacking each other. Everyone's attacking everyone. And then, Kath, you look at Astra, who had glossed over her for a second and grown horns, but then they quickly just disperse, and she comes back to normal. And Astra, it's your turn. Okay. So around you, you see this chaos, and there's like a mass of people between you and the stage of the crowd that was there.
4: Is Dude still on the stage?
0: Yes, he is. Okay. And on his turn just then, he had like slammed his staff again and a wave of energy pushed out again. Astra, the chaos around you doesn't seem to be focused on you. So what would you like to do?
4: Um, I'd like to cast fly. Just shoot up out of the crowd. I'd like to get as close as I can to the stage.
0: Well, if you're going to go up first, how high up do you want to go?
4: I mean, just out of the crowd, really, and above everything. So
0: you go 20 feet in the air and you can go 40 feet forward?
4: Sure. I'm assuming on my next turn I can still do, like, not concentration spells.
0: Yeah. After Astra's Keth
2: the chaos around you they no one seems to be focusing on you as well all right so i'm going to use uh, all my movement speed to move as far forward as possible okay you will have to push through people okay
0: um because no one's focused on you 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 won't provoke attacks of opportunity okay uh give me a give me an athletics check 12 with a 12 i'm going to say that halves your movement speed okay do you want to dash the whole time
5: yeah
2: okay
0: so that's gonna be how many feet can you move 40 so 80 total with a dash yeah so half will be 40
3: dorth your turn can i jump down from where i am on the balcony to the uh to the the floor it's a 20 foot drop so you would
0: probably you would take 2d6 of damage if you did
3: hmm there's stairs though right like i got up here and I'm guessing those stairs are near me.
0: Yes, they're kind of like off to the side, so you'll have to like go to the stairs and then go down. I'm gonna do that. All right. Let's see if any of the uh, chaos around you. Well,
3: I'm trying to get into the chaos. Well, there's chaos up in the uh, balcony area. Like, there's people around me. I thought I was by myself in my. No, own? you're just in a booth, like a like a box booth. So there's people around me destroying each other. Yes, I'm gonna use counter charm right here. All right. Then. All right. I'm
0: using counter charm. Cool. We can do that for sure That'll be an awesome thing in this area for you. But I do need to make sure no one's attacking you first. Okay. And no one's attacking you. You're good.
3: All right. So I'm going to start singing uh, Hush, little baby. Don't say a word. Stop hitting each other. This is absurd.
0: Counter charm. All right, so um, because of the mass of people and the fact that I just don't want to do heavy maintenance around you with, like, gameplay, I'm just going to say everyone in 30-foot range of you becomes uncharmed, and they all start to rush for the exit.
3: Okay, and now I'm going to use my movement to go to the stairs. So you want to
0: jump down, or you just want to go to the stairs? Yes,
3: and there's still people around me where I am, right? Yeah, there's more
0: people here now. All right. And then we're back at the top of the order. Felomir, and you are... Still under the influence, right? Mm-hmm. You attack a thug near you.
1: Uh with my spear, I assume. Yes. Okay. I will jab at this other scary-looking demon that appeared out of nowhere. 14. That's a hit. Uh he's uh seven damage.
0: You jab it into his chest, and then you pull out, and he doesn't even seem to wince at the pain.
5: He's terrifying. Good.
0: I'm scared. <laughs> Finch, your turn. You under the influence? I can't remember.
5: I think I just came out of it. Okay. But I still saw horns growing on Felomir and something else. Yeah, he has
0: horns now. You didn't see him grow because he was under the influence whenever you were under the influence. Okay. But when you came out of it, you see that Felomir There's is like somehow being charmed into some sort of demon form.
5: So he does have some very real horns. Yeah, they're like
0: horns. they're like physical horns okay. on his head.
5: Um, I'm going to do... I, I don't... Like, I'm going to say that my character is at a loss to a degree, um, that I've never seen anything like this. But knowing that Felomir is my friend and that we were just together, this is wrong. I'm gonna do everything I can to like grapple him and like bring him down and maybe like try and calm him and put his arms, pin them somehow. All right.
0: So before you do that, I gotta see if anybody attacks you. And someone does try to attack you. Uh, someone behind you as you're paying attention to Felomir comes in and uh, tries to like basically pound you with their fists it's some sort of citizen of like yen and they crit miss what do you think they should do in this situation
5: so they're coming at me?
0: Yeah, they're coming at you. Assuming
5: they're just a regular Yin citizen, we can assume that they're just some farmer, like Podung regular. Yep. And I can see them coming at me, and maybe I just do a quick dodge and just kind of knock them on the chin, and they just fall down, and I'll keep moving. All in right. So yeah, you basically felling.
0: like stiff arm them and like push them to the ground, and they just kind of fall face forward into like the stairs, and kind of roll down a little bit. Cool. Um. So now give me, a, you want to try and grapple them to the ground?
5: I would like to, yeah.
0: Give me an athletics check. And Felomir, give me a counter athletics check. I rolled an 18. 11. All right. You kind of throw your arms around him, like pulling his elbows down to his abdomen. Just kind of push him to the ground and like land on top of him with a spear. Like the spear is like parallel to the ground as well.
5: Um, not to where he can use it or anything, right? I don't need to fear the spear right no, now. No, you don't have to fear the spear. Okay.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Who's next though? Goldbergs in the ring. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Everyone
0: give me wisdom saves again as another pulse of energy.
1: As I'm reading my character sheet, I see that I have Fey Ancestry, which okay. gives me advantage against charming effects. Cool. So that would apply here, correct? Yes, it would.
3: Okay. Fifteen. Five. Sixteen.
1: Fifteen. Twenty.
0: Astra, Doroth, and Finch, you stay safe. You're fine, not charmed. Felomir, you come out of it, and Finch is on top of you, and he's not a demon. Keth, all of a sudden, everyone around you became demons. You're in the mass of a crowd that is just all demons.
4: <gasps> <gasps>
0: <laughs> Rage. Oh, God. Uh, Astra, it is your turn. Give me a perception check.
4: Okay. Uh, 14.
0: You do see that Keth just got charmed by this spell of some sort. If that wants to sway whatever you're about to do. yeah. And because you're in the air, I don't have to roll anything for uh, Actually, I'm going to roll something. Okay. No one sees you. I was going to do a perception check for the possible archers on the balcony that would see a demon flying above.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Am I a demon?
0: They would think you are a demon. Gotcha. If they were charmed, but I had to see if they see you first.
4: Okay, I'm going to go right at dude on stage, Um, just fly right at him. I want to uh, use a sorcery point or however many sorcery points (sighs) to twin spell inflict wounds on him.
0: So you fly forward and stand right in front of him and prepare to do touch attacks to do inflict wounds. You pull a pool of energy out of your arcane life and cast it twice using twin spell. First, let's do the attacks.
4: So D20 plus my spell attack. That's correct. That's a seven plus five.
0: So a 12. Mm-hmm. Uh, that will be a miss unless you want to do Tides of Chaos.
4: I'll do Tides of Chaos if I have to do fucking Tides of Chaos. That's worse. It's a six.
0: All right. So you fly up and you try to attack with inflict wounds, but you he just dodges out of the way. So the energy pulses in your palm. But I need a D100 roll for the wild magic.
4: 64.
0: Please be something cool. Oh, no. They're always cool. Not 64. <laughs> <laughs> you cast Fog a Cloud on
4: yourself. Okay. So maybe you can't see me anymore.
5: Yeah. That could cool. be worse. I
4: guess. Unless I'll, it harms me.
5: Probably hoping... poison gas. <laughs> poison fog.
0: Fog Cloud, you create a 20-foot radius sphere of fog centered on a point within range. The sphere spreads around corners and, is, and its area is heavily obscured. It lasts for the duration or until a wind of moderate or greater speed, at least 10 miles per hour, disperses it. So because it's heavily obscured.
4: So that kind of fucked his shit up. So now he can't see to mm-hmm. cast the shit on people, right?
3: He doesn't need to see, though. I can do that if I was blind. Purple wave. Yeah. I
4: Purple mean, some wave. some spells are Purple specific wave. to creatures you can see.
3: Would you call this blinded?
1: Uh, heavily obscured.
3: Why is it blinded and not blound?
4: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> please google that
2: please
0: please
4: start typing that to make sure somebody else has googled that
2: several people have
1: googled.
0: <laughs> I'm just gonna say it blinds you because it doesn't say so blinded means you have disadvantage on him and he has disadvantage on you and everybody's blinded in this fog
4: well nobody else is on the stage right
0: yeah but if he tries to attack you or you try to attack him in the fog, you have disadvantage. Yes. And they'd probably be obscured from everyone else's view too. True that. But like if you two try to do something against each other in the yes. fog, it's disadvantage on both of you.
2: So <clears throat> after Astra is Keth.
0: Roll a D4 for me, Keth.
2: One, you attack a citizen. All right. Now I have a question about just yen and how we feel in yen. Do we feel comfortable enough to, would we show up at this event unarmed? What we feel comfortable? Most doing people that? in here are unarmed unless
0: they're guards, like Yenian or Rodanian guards. So okay. the citizens have no weapons. Okay.
2: but oh, you're talking about for yourself, right? Yeah, you don't have any weapons, probably. Okay, that's that's kind of what I was thinking. So I'll just uh, I'll pick up the closest person and throw them into another <laughs> demon. Pick up a demon and throw them into a demon. All right, give me an athletics check.
5: Royal rumble, <laughs> <laughs> more
1: fun than a demon fight.
0: Nine. Uh they resist. They pull they hold against you and oh wait, hold on. I have advantage because okay, I'm raged. That's true. Nine. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, they resist. They like kind of hold your arms against you. Y'all are basically just like four arms against four arms trying to like grapple each other, but just can't. Uh but they let me see if somebody else attacks you. That same citizen it's a citizen that attacks you, so we'll say that same citizen is the one attacking you, and we'll say they try to punch you It's a 20 hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, punch is just one plus strength modifier, right? Uh, I, I think, think so so yeah yeah well they're a monk we'll say we'll say three damage, we'll say they have a strength of two.
3: You just so happen to be the one monk in the audience. <laughs> <laughs> Um. after Keth
0: is Doroth.
3: Um, Give me a perception check real quick. 20.
0: You do see Keth in the massive crowd, and you are also in a spot where you had charmed, so no one will be attacking you this round.
3: All right. And also, I just want to point out, uh, it's not that Doroth is armed. He just has his rapier on him because... He thinks it's cool as fuck. Yeah, yeah. Just have on. <laughs> yeah,
2: he's been like directing the stage <laughs> player yeah, with it. It's decorative.
3: Yes. Um, I'm going to uh, move closer to the stage area, not necessarily making a beeline to him, but just trying to get more into the chaos so that I can calm it. Okay. So I'm
0: just going to. When you said making a beeline towards him, do you mean the stage, the enemy? On stage or Keth? because you saw Cath.
3: Oh, I'm thinking about the uh the cloak. Okay, so you're aiming,
0: you're walking more towards the cloak than you are Cath. Yes. Okay.
3: And I will. Uh, I can use counter charm again, right? That's like a. That's an ability, not a.
0: It's a bardic ability, but I don't know how many times you can do it. Per it day. doesn't
3: say in the description that it's a. You have to use a spell slot, or.
1: No, it's probably like a times per day thing. I would assume.
3: Holy shit. What? You can just do it all that, like, on your turn. Well, I'm going to do it, then. That is <laughs> that is insane.
0: There's not a times per day, spell slot usage, anything. Just if you use your turn to do
3: it. Yep, fine. I'm doing it. All right. Uh, counter charm. Uh, uh. Twinkle, twinkle, little star. Please stop fighting I'm ruining my show. I didn't have time to make that rhyme. It's crazy in here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we'll treat the people around you like the normal people, like the NPCs, the same way we treated the balcony scene. Uh, but we will just give it to Keith as advantage. Yes. Just because he's a, you know, he's a part of the story. Yeah.
1: Felomir, your turn. All right. Well, I, I'm still pinned to the ground, I would assume.
0: Well, yeah, Finch is on top of you. You both seem to not be, like have horns in your head, but is this the first time you've come out of it? Yes. Oh, so you you, you were very confused then. Um, yes. You look around you and no one's demons anymore. Mm-hmm. Give me an arcana check. We'll use your arcana check on if you can figure it out quickly.
1: 16.
0: So it's very obvious that everyone has become charmed or that certain people are becoming charmed and you recognize the spell as Crown of Madness. Mm-hmm. And Finch does not seem to be affected, so maybe you can delay your turn, and he can get off of you, and then you can do your turn.
5: Philemire, it's a trick. We're being duped. What God. is this voice? All of a sudden, I, don't know, I <laughs> do that every
3: now and then. I <laughs> put an action on it. That's <laughs> the dawn. We're bamboozled. <laughs> <laughs> We've been bamboozled. Uh,
1: uh, fin- Finch, let me up. We're 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 being charmed. We need to figure out where it's coming from.
0: You want to just delay your turn and let Finch do his turn?
1: Sure. Okay. We'll do that.
5: Finch. And then I'll start to, uh, I'll grab him by like the forearm and start to lift him up as I start to stand myself up as well. Okay. Yeah, you're both are standing up. We'll say that that took
0: half of your movement speed. So you have 15 feet of movement left plus your action. Let's see if someone attacks you. A Rodanian guard actually rushes towards you with a long sword.
5: And you easily parry it. I'm going to draw my bow, notch an arrow and kind of like press my back closer against his back. Felomir, what do we do?
1: Okay.
0: And
5: you're using that as a ready action?
1: Yes. Okay.
5: Felomir, you had
0: delayed your turn. Do you want to take that before the cloak? Uh,
1: I would like to take it now.
0: Um, Give me a perception check to see if you can determine where the charm is coming from. 16. You actually look out across the the crowd of people to the stage and see a cloud of smoke, a cloud of a fog of...
1: What's it called? Cloud of fog. A fog cloud.
3: You see Uh, a a dope (laughs) cloud. (laughs) You see dope blooms on stage. (laughs) Oh, no, they're Uh, (laughs) vaping. It's a (laughs) vape-off.
5: You see a cloud of not sour grapes
3: (laughs) surrounding. Totally sick vapor wants to battle.
5: (laughs) Um,
0: Actually... You don't know where it's coming from because they're heavily obscured.
1: Right.
5: <laughs> Anyone could be blowing this. <laughs> you have
1: no idea where this is coming from. I'm charmed again by the, the majesty <laughs> of this dope plume uh, on stage. Did uh, I
0: ever do if somebody attacked you? No, you played no. your turns. We'll see if somebody attacks you. No one attacks you.
1: Um in that case, I will also use the ready action. Okay. Um in defense and I would like to speak some more words to Finch. Alright. Finch, we need to figure out where this charm is coming from. Help me help me find it. We need higher ground or something. You're at the highest ground? We need higher, higher ground. <laughs> uh, I'm so, still confused. So with you taking the ready actions,
0: uh, what I'll say is basically on your next turn, uh, you have automatic defense if somebody attacks you. Uh, so I just won't even roll to see if somebody attacks you. Help me remember that when it gets to your turns. Yep. Give me a perception check real quick with disadvantage Astra.
4: Fuck. I don't know if this is six or nine. <laughs> I'm assuming the dot on the bottom. Okay, it's six. Six is your perception. Uh, I'm sorry. Six, seven, eight perception. Yeah.
0: Eight. Eight. You sense that he is no longer where he was. Okay. And then everybody give me wisdom saves. And if you have advantage, take advantage because if you have advantage against charms or something. All
3: right. Five. 14. Mm, 15.
0: Critical. 13. Astra, you immediately feel that sense of anxiety again. Cool. And you don't recognize you're charmed, but you're charmed. Keth, you come out of your charm? Okay, You're good, you're good, you're good. All right. So everybody else is still good. Astra, your turn.
4: Am I still obscured?
0: You are heavily obscured, and you have no idea where the closest person is. I'm going to cast Gust of Wind. Okay. And just kind of like spin around with it. Yeah. All right. You um, cast gust of wind and reveal yourself on stage, and you also reveal that twenty feet away from you is where the cloak is.
4: Would it be possible to once I see where he is to focus that on him?
0: Actually, because you did a spiral with gust of wind to like kind of blow it around everywhere, I'm going to do a strength save against the spell, against gust of wind. Okay, what's the DC? Uh, 14. And you see him like you see him. You see a demon mm-hmm. uh, hold fast against your wind and, like, stare you down and his eyes grow bright.
4: I'm just going to keep that on him.
0: Okay. Kath, your turn. Uh, let's see if anyone attacks you. Okay. Someone attacks well, you. Well,
3: everyone around him. Well, not on the other not, side. Yeah,
0: not on his other side. Uh, and someone does attack you. It's another citizen. Okay. Who tries to punch you. A 20 uh we'll say these citizens have plus two strength. so um farmers yeah they're farmers they're farmer strength um so they hit you for three okay and then it's your turn uh there is not a lot of crowd between you and the cloak now because you're so close to the stage uh i'm not even going to say it impedes your movement to run towards him if you wish but what i will say is if you do move that farmer will get an
2: attack of opportunity okay yeah i'll uh i'll just rush at the
0: uh cloak okay The farmer does not attack you.
2: Yeah, my way. And I'm gonna grapple him and throw, or I'm gonna grapple him and tackle him, tackle him, grapple him. He
4: and my gust of wind.
2: Yeah, Mm -hmm. (laughs) that'll be fun. (laughs) Like uh... (laughs) you're gonna cross the, like yeah, I'm gonna like tackle him through the gust of wind. Okay. Mm -hmm.
0: Uh, Give me athletics check. Fifteen. All right. You successfully Goldberg spear him uh, and like tackle him to the ground, and you are on top of him. But because you went through the wind with him, I'm going to say it kind of tumbled y'all five feet to the side, and y'all will both take a d4 of damage, but you are holding on to him. Uh, Kath, you take one damage, and he takes
3: four. Doroth, your turn. Uh, there's still more chaos in the crowd right just because he got tackled doesn't mean correct okay i'm gonna move uh, my whole movement speed okay. into some more crowd and use kind of charm again so you're just protecting the crowd i'm trying to save my show man. i get it man i get it do it yeah let's go with um <clears> that's <throat> around christmas time please stop fighting please stop fighting i am trying to work over here <laughs>
0: All charm. Right. so you save another mass of people from the charm
1: Thelamir, your turn. Um, There's still chaos up on the balcony where you are. Uh, At this point, I am going to be dividing my full attention to figure out the source of this charm. Now that you've been looking around, you do see that uh,
0: the fog that was on the stage has dispersed, and Astra, Keth, and the Cloak are fighting each other. Someone is on you. uh, Because of your ready action, you defended yourself, so if you move, you will take an attack of opportunity. Or they will take an attack of opportunity, but you can move if you wish.
1: Alright, um, I guess seeing the stage, I'm going to speak up to Finch and say, we need to make our way to the stage, and proceed in that direction. Okay. Cool, yeah, so I will, um, I'll take that attack of opportunity and move my full movement. Alright, it's just a citizen attacking you, so
0: they miss. So you're going to use your full movement? Correct. Dash included? Yes, and that's going to be 70 feet. As you get onto the stage on in your sprint across the crowd, the the now like sparse crowd because of what Doroth's doing, you run right past him as he's singing a song.
1: Hi Doris.
5: <laughs> uh Finch, you see Felomir take off. Well, I will say, like, in response to Felomir telling me that we need to make our way to the stage, um, I'm going to respond. Then to the stage we shall go. And I'll just start making, I'll like unsheath my sword so that I can use it as a strictly like defense and like parry and block kind of weapon as I try and follow him as fast as I can.
0: Perfect. Uh, because he kind of led the way, it'll make it easy for you to get through the crowd as well. Um, are you just going to expend all of your movement to get try and do that as well?
5: Yeah, just staying just right on his tail. The cloak's turn. Keth. As
0: he is, as you've grappled him to the ground, you feel him like start to become lighter, and he turns into a poof of black smoke, and you see it move across the stage to the other side.
3: I know that spell.
4: Slide to the left. <laughs> <laughs> cha cha now, yeah.
3: Everybody kill each other. Snap, 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 snap.
0: And then Astra, mm-hmm. he's behind you mm-hmm. and he attacks you with an Eldritch blast mm-hmm. for a. T-
4: 23
0: yep for only nine damage though <laughs>
4: only only nine damage
0: Astro, it's your turn
4: I spin on my heel and I rush at him to inflict wounds with twin spell
0: okay so you rush at him it's only 15 feet for away away from you and give me the spell attack because you uh used sorcery point you get wild or you get your tides of chaos back
4: So I can re-roll again?
0: Yep. Anytime you do Wild Magic, you get your Tides of Chaos back. Fuck.
4: Nine.
0: Nine is a miss. Uh, He easily just kind of dodges out of the way. So, Wild Magic? Yep, Wild Magic.
4: 65. Here, Deidre, here's all these cool things you can do. Oh, by the way, 50-50 chance. It's not going to fucking work. Yeah.
5: Hey, Vidge, here's all these sweet arrows you can shoot. Good luck trying to make any of them land. Up to three creatures you choose, within 30 feet of you, take 4d10
0: lightning damage. Yeah, that's cool. That's up to three, so you don't have to do just three. Like, you don't have to do a total of three. Oh, so I can
4: focus all of that onto one person? You can. Well,
0: it's just 4d10 on one person, but it's up to three creatures, so you can do 4d10 to one creature if you want to. Yeah,
4: so I'll I'll do all of that on him.
0: Okay, so give me 4d10 damage, (sighs) lightning damage. Finally. (laughs) Nice Something. <laughs> yeah, it's nice to know
5: that wild magic can work in your favor. Uh, you, you got some d8s in there. Yeah, those there are, are all d8s. 16
4: plus. Oh wait, wait. What are what? That's oh yeah. Those not bad. 19. 19
0: lightning damage to him. All right. Lightning strikes from your fingertips and uh, shocks him. Pew pew. After is Keth. Cool. Uh, I'm gonna rush forward and grapple him again. All right, give me the athletics check. 19. Uh, You take him to the ground, and you hold him in place. Does that do damage? Should it do damage? Should it do, like, unarmed damage? Like the 1 plus strength modifier thing? That's
1: how 3.5 worked. We're going to go with that. I feel like it should do some damage. Well, at first, in 3.5, you would use an action... And a turn to initiate a grapple. And if you wanted to hold it at that point, it would do damage.
0: I'm gonna say, like, spearing him on a full charge does unarm damage, because that's, that's gotta hurt. Okay. Uh, that's four. All right. So, four damage. And remember that for the future for your charge grapples. Doroth, your turn.
3: Um, I see that Finch is next to me, right?
0: Yeah. You see that Finch and Felomir are running past, just ran past you. And you also realize that the charm has ended.
3: Okay, I'm going to reach out and, and grab the hem of, uh, of Finch's garb and until he looks down at me and look him in his eyes and say, kill that bastard! And uh, that is me giving you a Bardic Inspiration die. Okay. That's the D8 that you can use on an attack roll. Hell yeah, thanks, man. And, <laughs> which will help Very you land good. one of those special arrows. <laughs> 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 All right. And I'm going to move onto the stage, but onto the back, or as close to the back corner as I can get. And I still have an action. Yes. Um. What is it, What is it that I do now? You know what? I'm going to hold. No, I can't hold. You can ready. Shit, I can ready though. I'm going to ready.
0: What are you gonna ready?
3: My rapier.
0: Okay. So just making sure.
3: On guard. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Fellamir,
1: So I'm just going to move a little bit closer, twenty feet in the direction of the group of people, Keth and the cloak and everything. Okay. And I will also ready an Eldritch Blast if there is an available shot. Okay.
5: Finch, your turn. I'm gonna try and use this Bardic inspiration die and see if I can, you know, plant an arrow. All right.
0: So first shot's gonna be with sharpshooter. So the negative five attack plus ten damage. Is that what you're saying?
5: Yeah, but then I roll a D8 to add because of his body. Okay, so minus five to whatever I'm about to roll. Plus that. 20. (laughs) 20 hits.
0: Do you want to do the second arrow first before you do the damage on the first sharpshooter arrow? Do
5: I get to do two sharpshooter arrows? You get to
0: do two attacks. Sharpshooter
5: doesn't... uh, Okay. Yeah. So then just regular arrow? You can do that or a sharpshooter again if you want. I'll do a regular arrow after the sharpshooter. Okay. no, I, because I feel like I'm probably going to be making a tight squeeze, I'll go for the sharpshooter again.
0: Well, I mean, the tight squeeze is ignored in general just because of the feet sharpshooter. Okay. You,
3: you
1: passively just ignore three quarters cover, which this all is all
3: the time or just all because the time. I?
1: All the time. Ugh. Yeah, you don't need to actually take the minus. I never and the have plus to worry
5: about people being in my way now. unless they're right.
1: completely covered. Yeah. Okay. Hell yeah. Um, but
0: if you want to actively do sharpshooter, that's the negative five plus 10 damage thing
5: hmm that's 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 it i'm gonna do just a regular one this time just because i don't trust my dice 22 22 is a hit so the first one is the d8
0: plus plus what i got so it'll be five plus 10 for sharpshooter
1: and then you also have colossus Slayer. Ooh. is he hurt yeah oh God. i didn't realize he was
5: hurt i thought he'd just been tackled
3: boy well, that hurt him yeah.
5: and he got struck by lightning 17 damage all right and so the second arrow
3: Eight damage. All right.
0: So that's a total of
3: 25, 25 damage. I don't know why you're so disappointed about doing 25 damage. I'm not, I'm that's not, I'm awesome. not at all. If
5: anything, I'm just disappointed in myself for how poorly I just do combat.
3: Oh, that was a lot <laughs> going on, though.
5: <laughs> well, thank you. I <laughs> that's a how di- I feel all the time. <laughs> um,
0: again, the cloak turns into a blo- uh, black fog.
3: Ooh, you better not come over here. I'm ready. Man, I was about to do something cool.
1: Would I be able to use my ready action at this point? Yes. As
0: he reappears into his physical form and not fog form, um, you can
1: use your ready action. All right. I'm going to follow the the smoke with my eyes, and whenever I see him appear again, fire two Eldritch Blasts in his direction. All right.
3: Who's that firing Eldritch Blast in my direction?
1: Uh, The first one is a 25. That's a hit. And the second one is a 22. All right, both hit. Uh, That's 10 damage for the first and 4 damage for the second.
0: All right, so 14 damage total? Yes.
1: Two Eldritch Blasts, hit him on his side,
0: and he kind of like limps on his leg for a second. And then Astra, your turn.
4: Okay, I'm going to move in the middle of everyone and cast Bless.
0: And so everyone is blessed. You feel a positive energy fill your area. And you can add a d4 to your next attack or saving throw.
2: And after Astra is Keth. All right, so I'm going to uh, charge at him again, except this time I'm going to just jump off that. Uh, s- was that like a stair? Or stage. No, you're gonna the, a stage. you do a stage
0: dive. Yeah, he's off the stage now. So you're going to do a stage dive? Yeah, I'm going to dive
2: <laughs> off the stage and like cross body. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, give me the athletic check.
0: He's got a 20, 23.
3: Oh, Man. Got him. Can't right. forget the cross body. <laughs>
0: Where's the table when you need it? <laughs> yeah, <dude. laughs> so you dive into him or you cross body off the stage into him where he's like in the orchestra pit right now that everyone's vacated. Um, and you hear like a little bit of instrumentation get like fucked up. Uh
3: a timpani boom.
0: And then you do four damage to him. Is that the yeah. unarmed damage you do?
3: Doroth, your turn. Ooh, See, now what I wanted to do, I can't do because you're touching him. It hasn't Uh, stopped you before. I know. (laughs) (laughs) This is different. I'm going to move. uh, Let's move closer to the action. I'm just going to move diagonally towards the cloak. Stay on the stage, though. And I am going to use cutting. No, that's a reaction. Shit. There's not really shit I can do without... Fucking everybody up. You can mockerize them.
5: Or just delay.
3: Yeah, vicious mockery. I want to use a vicious mockery. All right. Um, hmm. You got that crossbody, and that is not to be forget. And this is what you get. <laughs> <laughs> oh God,
0: uh, what is it? Wisdom safe? Yes. I haven't done that in a minute. It's low. It's like 10 or something, even if it's a constitution safe. It's
3: against my uh, DC. Yeah. Uh, that's a 16. All right. Uh, he fails. Six damage. Six damage. And he has disadvantage on his
0: next attack. He does. Felomir.
1: I assume he's still, uh, he's partially covered again. Yeah,
0: he's <laughs> crossbodied. Kevin's <laughs> yeah, like on top of him, crossbodied.
1: <laughs> All right. I guess I will take a few steps closer to the edge of the stage. Okay. And once again, ready to Eldritch Blasts. Okay.
0: Finch, your turn.
5: All right. Uh so I think I'm starting to notice that I am in the orchestral pit. Is there a large bass drum or a gong somewhere near me? We'll say there's a gong, sure. Um, I would like to try and like run up to it and just like grab whatever hammer or something's around and bang the shit out of it one good time and just scream, Crimson Command to me. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. This is. Yes.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna say that that's a bonus action and your movement, so you still get an action.
5: Okay. Well, then after that, I will take a sharpshooter shot at our boy. All right. Um, Don't
0: forget your bless of d4.
5: I have it and I, That's the only reason I'm using sharpshooter. <laughs> it's a twenty-seven attack. Yeah, that's that's a hit. I did it. <laughs> So then we're gonna do a plus ten of damage. You, you get another first. attack. I mean you get two attacks on the. Well, let action. me handle one at a time. Don't confuse me. All right. And so uh, do I have the I have the hundred colossus on him because he's hurt, right? Yep.
1: It's gonna be two D eight plus four. That's the D10 and a D eight. So that's ten <laughs> plus four. No, so it's no, that's the wrong dice. Oh shit, my bad. So not <laughs> yeah, this guy. So it's just the D, yeah, it's two D eights, one D eight for the Colossus Slayer and one D eight for the bow damage. 12 damage on the first one. But that's a sharpshooter. That's a sharp-shooter so
0: so sharp-shooter it's plus ten. Mm-hmm. So twenty two. <laughs>
5: <laughs> oh, crit missed.
0: That one didn't work. <laughs> All right. So the the first arrow, you line up perfectly and you hold tight and you release with the strength that you have. And the arrow flies perfect. Just hits him right in the fucking side. And it goes in deep. That hurt him very bad. The bad guy? Yeah, that hurt the, that sharpshooter hit, hit him real hard. Woo! But he disappeared. He turns into a fog
1: of smoke again. Can I now make a shot? Yes, you can. Mm-hmm. forget about my Crimson Command members coming into play. (laughs) I will uh, release my two Eldritch Blasts that I've been holding. All right, do it. 27. And a crit miss. 27 hits. Crit miss obviously does not. 12 damage for the hit. How would you like to kill him? Do it? Cool. I'm trying to see. (laughs) All right, I'm going to... Use your cool spear. Oh, yeah, I'm using the spear. All right, can can I move five feet when I do this? Sure. I want to do like a power slide to the edge of the stage, Ooh. and point the tip of my spear at it, directly at his heart, and fire my eldritch blast. The eldritch blast pulses from your spear and lights up the sky around you, and almost like
0: a lightning bolt speed, just goes straight into his heart and out the other side of him. The cloak is dead. After the fight is over, the five of you look around. Yenians and Rodonians are both working together to try and help the injured.
3: I was also, like, trying to put, like, chairs and shit back. Like, and this goes here, and this goes here.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Doroth, as you look around, your amphitheater is a mess. Blood drips down the concrete seating. Scratches and dents have done a ton of harm. It will take a mason to come in and do some patchwork. Finch, you look around for your cadets. You see Groon Donson cradling Sergeant Hector's head as his eyes are closed shut. Bork, Lieutenant Connor, and Billy Two-Shoes sit idly next to each other. And then Asher and Keth, you see Fasush and Lar walk in. They are stunned by this event.
5: <sighs> Fancy
1: meeting you here. Uh, yes. Hello, everyone. It's been a while.
4: Felomir, what happened?
1: It's a long story. We should probably discuss it later. Um, but I was, I was told of this event, and there seems to be an unbalance in this place. Or at least there was.
5: There's an imbalance here and within yourself. Look at you.
1: Oh, y- yes. It's, we can discuss all of that later. Um, do I see Fasush and Avalar walk in? Yes. Who, who is this guy? Does anyone know? Why, why would he attack here?
5: Well, Doroth and I were just in the sewers the other night and had learned that the cloak was not only a group of bandits and thievery, but it was also considered to be a single person. And it seemed that Doroth believed it was Velmir, and I started to believe him as well until I've seen this creature. So this is the cloak, and I'll just kind of kick him with my foot. From what I know, he is the cloak, yes. He's not anymore. It does not seem that way.
1: Yes, I don't know if he's related to Velmir in any way. This doesn't seem like his normal course of action for attack. And, Kath, as you're standing over him, you see that,
0: like, a jewel has dropped out of his staff. And you you pick it up and take a look at it, and it seems like it would have fit in the staff, but it's just
2: not anymore now. Okay. I'll just uh, kind of look at it and hold it up to the group and say, whoa, whoa, whoa does anyone know what this is?
1: Uh, let me see it. I'll hand it to Velomir. And I'll use my uh, Eldritch Sight to use the tech magic on it.
0: All right. Yeah, you see that it's the School of Divination. Uh, you don't know exactly what it does. Maybe you're gonna give me an Arcana check, and maybe we can figure that out. I will do that. Uh, twenty-three. Uh, after you ins-, ins inspect the jewel, it appears that it's it's got some sort of like small rune sketching on the side of it, and with your elf vision, you're able to see it clearly. What it does is you can attach it to any piece of your equipment. The equipment becomes magical. You have to soul bind to it. The jewel can be moved from equipment to equipment, but must unbind and rebind to it as needed. The jewel releases your spell energy in a unique way. Turn any ranged spell into an AoE around you. Get creative with your DM on the, on the ones that might not make sense. The range of the spell when used with the staff is half the spell's range. But it's done in an
1: AoE instead of... It's done in an AoE instead of a single target or anything like that. So instead of like an eldritch blast having a hundred foot range, it affects everyone in fifty feet. Yes. Damn. And it's one use per day. Well, well this is a rather interesting jewel. It it seems to turn all spell effects from a range into an area of effect around you. Um, what I have known. Did he use it in the combat? That was back? that was the uh, crown of madness attack. Okay. Mm. And that explains why he was able to charm everyone in the in the amphitheater all at once
2: oh
5: interesting was he able to make something like this himself or would do you think that he got it from somewhere well i don't know
1: anything about this cloak or his group but i think they would dabble in this trading this sort of thing so he probably came across it somehow what
3: what happened here
1: you see ovid lar approach you
0: the group of you that are there um Doris what are you doing right now
3: I'm running around the room trying to, my best to put things back like futilely of course yeah like, trying to like put chairs back in place and like no don't touch that it's fragile no okay all right, and this goes here and this goes here and this was over here but uh, this, is, this is completely destroyed we can never recover. Uh, we'll just have to throw it the other way all right don't touch that over there don't touch do not touch that timpani it's very fragile okay and no whole this is messed up it's gonna it's gonna be like 100 200 gold oh this is oh
4: can we say that as i notice him being very distressed i walk around and use mending on anything that <laughs> <laughs>
0: that
3: would work that's a cantrip too, a, right just yeah. sweet aspect.
0: yeah we can say you do that for a little bit um, yeah. but
4: on anything that's small enough to yeah. be mended yeah
0: it's it's a one foot right like broken yeah. candles and glasses and um but right now Lar has approached
2: you
4: um, it was the cloak.
2: This guy, I'll kick him again. Kick it. <laughs> the, ah. the cloak, who's who's that?
5: This guy, I'll kick him again. I
0: haven't heard anything about the cloak.
5: Well, from what I and Dorth have gathered, the cloak is not only a single man, he is also an army of thievery throughout Yin. Mm. In, and he just used at, the sewers, as he just their, attacked
0: you at random.
5: I wouldn't call it exactly random. He had started to be singled out by the Crimson Command to end thievery and bring peace to the line that separates Yin and Rodania.
3: Hmm.
0: Well he turns and looks at Fasush, and Fasush is like amongst the like injured and everything, trying to like heal people as she can. Well, we came by to tell you that we are actually ready for the five of you whenever you are. Fasush said she's Since Felomir's returned, so we came here to find him looks like we arrived too late to assist though you're ready for what we've reconstructed the Kilnar Scrying Orb uh, to the best of our ability without taking Felomir's piece but Fasush has found a way to use it though in that sense she's gonna link it to the Scrying Orb and it's going to point you in the direction of the Arcane Well or well it's gonna point you in the direction of Hanat which we assume is near the arcane. Well, how do you even begin to know where Henet is? That's what the key
1: of Kilnar was for. The the Kilnar scrying orb. It was a way to communicate with Annette. Oh. Uh that's that's wonderful. And I'm I'm willing to assist in any way that I can. He kind of looks at you shocked. Uh he doesn't have eyelids, but you can sense that his uh,
0: throwback of his head just kind of his jaw
4: falls.
1: <laughs> 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 <Skulls all.
4: laughs>
0: um Perfect. Yeah, I mean, we can... We'll meet up tomorrow. How's that sound? Do you need more time to prepare?
5: I don't. I don't think so. I think it's best we leave as soon as possible. Agreed. Well, Doroth seems a little distraught. I need to tie up some loose ends at the command center, but
0: other than that... Well, we will get you on your journey as soon as you can. Be prepared to leave whenever, just whenever you're ready. Come meet us in the Wallow Wood, south in the south side of Yen. Uh, you, you'll be guided there, guided where we are. And he kind of bows to y'all gently and says, farewell for now, and walks towards Vasush.
3: My theater!
0: Like, do you approach the group and say that?
3: No, like, I'm just yelling that. <laughs> like, this will take months to fix.
2: I'll, uh, I'll walk up behind him and just kind of, like, pat him on the shoulder, and uh, and I'll say, hey there old buddy, it's, it's okay. It's, that's what gold's for. You just pay somebody else to fix it.
3: I don't have much more gold. I've paid for security in this theater. You you had a load of gold.
2: As you
0: say that, your ticket taker approaches you. She says, "Uh, Dorth, thankfully the the ticket booth wasn't in the attack. Um, Where would you like me to put the gold?
3: How much is there?
0: 523.
3: Well, it's a small blessing but it'll all have to be used to, to make repairs and we'll have to start as soon as possible. Uh, what, are you guys about to leave? I could use a hand.
2: <laughs> oh, I'll help you clean up for a little bit.
4: Yeah, Thank you. I'll, I'll mend whatever I can and I'll get everyone from the school um, to come out and help until we need to leave.
2: What? We, we, gotta, we gotta go tomorrow. Go where? You, you weren't listening?
3: No! What? Wait,
2: oh, well, we, we gotta go meet uh, Fasush and the dead guy. And, oh, uh, not in the Waller Woods. I could use a
3: break from this. I'll go with you.
2: Yeah, and Felimir is back and he's
1: all, his face is all fucked up. And...
2: Oh, hi, Felimir.
3: <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs>
1: You're uh, so old. Uh, yes, uh, we should probably get around to talking
3: about that. Let's talk? What? Your face, your your beard, yeah. your veiny hands. It's disgusting, really.
1: Uh, yeah. It's,
3: it's inspiring, but...
1: Well, it's good to see you again, too. You look like the oldest elf I've ever seen. Right. Do y'all want to head somewhere
0: to, to talk?
5: Uh, do I see any come in? <laughs> oh, wait, no, yeah. they were all sitting in, like, uh, different corners. Sorry. Never mind, never mind. I'm I mean, they're not
0: sitting in different corners. Uh, Groon Donson is crying over Sergeant Hector. Hector Yeah. Who's dead. Lieutenant Connor and Bork and Billy Two Shoes are watching from a distance as as they are both all three of them are also sad. But like as this conversation is kind of ended, you see that the three of them are kind of like helping people around, but Grune is still like cradling Sergeant. Yeah.
5: Ooh. I'm gonna walk over to the to the Grune and Hector scene. Okay. Um and like take a knee and maybe like put my hand on the back of like Grune's neck. And then, like, put my other hand on, like, the forehead of Hector. Make sure his eyes are closed and stuff. Oh, and, yeah, his eyes are closed.
3: No, you don't want to give him the, uh... The seam <laughs> the, the, the brushing <clears throat> hand over his face?
5: Well, I'm still putting... I'm gonna, I'm gonna put some gold coins on his eyes. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
3: For the afterlife.
5: He was so young. He was. And he was a good soldier. And a good member of the command. And he is an example for all of us to live by. And as I kind of say the last words, I'll break out like two gold coins from my pouch and put one on each eye and try and like take Garun's hand out from under his head and put my own hand underneath it and slowly lay it down on the ground and stand Garun up
3: with me afterwards. All right. That's so sad. What do we do? Do we bury him?
5: We'll bury him next to the command center and... uh. We will celebrate his life. Okay. And then uh, I'm like, Connor, Bork. They walk over. Let us move Hector back to the command center. Take him with respect and dignity. We will bury him. We will celebrate his life. Connor and Bork pick up Sergeant
0: Hector and uh, carry him out. Groon and Billy Two Shoes kind of like link up shoulder to shoulder, and Billy puts his like hand on Groon's left shoulder. And they walk, they follow behind. Uh, The four of you look over to Finch, who's like watching them walk away, and he turns and looks at y'all.
5: I need to go back to the hold with my men. I have things to take care of. I have a man to bury. If you would like to tell me where to meet you, I will be back as soon as I can.
1: Yes, I need to get all of my things in order here as well. I've been gone for a while.
4: Um... Uh, we can meet at the school in the morning. Sure. Yeah. Let's let's let everyone, you know, finish what's going on tonight, and we'll uh, we'll re- reunite in the morning.
1: Very well. The
0: five of you exit the amphitheater and head on to your homes and whatnot. The next morning, you take care of your business throughout the night or in the morning. Uh, Kath Astra is there anything y'all want to do before you leave
4: no I mean I was just gonna help at uh help tidy up the amphitheater uh that night and then I guess pack some bags get ready make any arrangements if get we need to get your
2: explorer gear together yeah yeah and we'll uh we have a another trainer
4: oh yeah um I'll say that uh I talked to Caitlin, the other teacher who's been helping me, and kind of let her know that I might be gone for a while. It might just be on her to keep teaching the kids and all that. And
0: yeah, they all understand. Pretty much uh, you put somebody in charge of your households. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming you put Lieutenant Connor in charge of the guild. Certainly. Dorothy. You, who, you got anybody in mind?
3: My theater? Um, but... um. Let's say I spent the night, like I've spent the whole time in the theater and I used the, uh, the hut to like, I just slept okay. in the
0: hut. Yeah. Liam and yeah.
3: And then I just straight up woke up from the hut and went straight there.
0: Okay. So you're basically just kind of abandoning
3: it Yeah, for now. Okay. Cause I, I need to get away yeah. from it. It's just sure. tearing me down. Um,
0: as you wake up that morning, you notice that like all the dead bodies have been moved by like people that have just also been working, trying to get the dead out. Um, and it. What was very interesting is that the Rodanians and Yinians all worked together. This mm. uh, this terrible event seems to have brought at least a short peace
2: between the two. Hmm. Would you say a balance? Would you say that balance? the
4: imbalance made a balance, Dave? I would. Is Yin now Yan? <laughs>
0: <laughs>
4: I
3: was like, "Please say, it. Please say uh, it."
0: I was wondering if anyone caught that—the yeah. yin and yang thing—that it's a it's a clear dot in a mm-hmm. big black. I
3: see you, Dave. That's why
0: I named it Yin. I
1: see what you did. <laughs> um, but anyways, did you said you had things to take care of, Philomir? Well, I was just going to go back back to my hut and like get all my shit. Okay, and that was it. Nothing in particular. Yep. Yeah, and we'll uh we'll go see the the
2: guy the the nice young alchemist. You just want to go? You want go talk to the old man Jeb? Uh, yeah.
0: Okay. You just want to do that by yourself in the morning since yeah. Asher's helping out with other things.
2: Yeah. Whenever she's doing.
0: All right. So you approach Jeb's home. Um, you actually see him on the front porch, like smoking from a pipe, and he sees you approach, and he kind of like puts it out, like he's doing something wrong. He's like, "Oh, hello, hey, hey, Jeff, how are you doing? Uh, it's Jeb. Oh, oh sorry, <laughs> <laughs> Jeb. Oh."
2: yes I, i'm good how are you oh, you're, you don't have to be nervous around me and i'll oh. walk up and like slap him on the <laughs> 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 we're friends
0: <laughs> oh yeah we're friends i I just saw that you have all your gear on you now and kind of scared me
5: oh no,
2: no no reason to be afraid We're we're just about to head out i wanted to see if you had anything that might could help us oh yes definitely definitely um i actually just kind of put
0: uh, a crate together for you filled with random stuff. I, I thought you'd be approaching soon, so I, I just kind of went ahead and made you a little package.
2: Oh, wow. Thank you. But
0: come come with me to the cellar. Follow him into the cellar. And he walks around to the cellar and goes down. Um, and he hands you like a wooden crate with like filled with straw and a bunch of potions inside. Uh, he gives you 12 uh, greater healing potions, to remove diseases.
5: Except purple tongue, except yeah.
0: purple tongue. <laughs> um, four Alchemist fire. and one, find my iPhone. <laughs> I put this one in just just for Hasstro.
3: Nice.
2: Oh, she'll love it. Thank you, Jeb, Jeb
0: Just so you know she could, you know test it out since she's curious.
2: And I'll uh, I'll pull out a coin purse and hand it to him. You already gave me gold. Well, here's some more. Oh, okay. Thanks. How much do you give him? Uh, 50.
0: All right. And you leave and you head back to the mansion. Yeah. And I'm assuming the three of you head to the mansion at some point. Uh, Finch, did you want to do anything specific at the Crimson Hold that you want to talk about Um, <clears throat> that night or in the morning?
5: I would just like to think that we have like a very traditional style, like military funeral for him. Like, obviously, we don't or, you're burning him or burying him. You know, I said Barry, so I guess I'll go with Barry, that there's going to be like a Crimson Command little graveyard kind of next to the center. Um, And we'll do kind of like a burial thing. And I guess, you know, we don't have like guns to shoot off. So Um,
3: you got to do the plays drums. That's okay though. (laughs) <laughs> I'm already gone.
5: <laughs> I definitely want some sort of ceremonial something. Yeah, we'll we'll say y'all do some speeches or yeah. if you can, if can come up with something just to put in the background or okay. recite afterwards, that'd be cool. Um yeah, pretty much after that I'm gonna kinda put Connor in charge and tell him I'll be back as I, as soon as I can. But as I leave, I also want to make sure that I take every single thing that we have ever written down, like as a Crimson Command hold and center to report back if we were to ever leave because I'm like between me and Connor like I may not be saying it with words but with eyes like in actions I'm not coming back
0: uh he gets that he understands yeah um and especially after seeing you gather up all your documents and everything and so uh as you leave you kind of like walk by them in a line and Groon's the last one And he's got like a really like he's kind of looking down and not up at you as you like approach him, and he takes a second but he does finally look up at you and he kind of puts his arm out, like the forearm thing, Uh, and you grasp forearms as you know he likes to do is that's like a dwarven tradition, Uh, but you can't accept that so you just kind of pull him in and like do a little hug, and uh, he says, "I'll miss you, Captain Finch." Grun, you were always my favorite. He looks up with a big like dwarven <laughs> grin and uh, you can see like a little bit of spittles like in the beard <laughs> where he'd been like kind of crying and sobbing a little bit and uh, you turn and you walk away and like as you get like 30 feet away, you turn back to them and you do like the Crimson Command salute and they all do it back and then you head to the mansion. The five of you head to the wallow wood where Lar told you to. You see small lightning bugs glow near the forest edge as you
1: approach. They start to move deeper into the forest slowly. Uh, I guess this was that uh, guidance they were talking about.
3: We're just f- following them?
1: Uh, yeah, I don't see where else. what else we would do. Okay. And then I'll proceed.
0: The lightning bugs lead you to a small thicket. Bushes own that thicket bend back as you approach. A small clearing in the thicket shows a small cottage. You see Avidlar and Fasush sitting outside near a small fire. Thank you all for coming, Lar says. And then Fasush kind of walks towards y'all, and she walks specifically towards you, Felomir, and says, May I have the piece to link it? You may. And I'll remove the chain from my neck and hand it to her. All right. With this, I can link it to what I have reconstructed of Kilnar's original scrying orb. Once you are back in the darkness, it should guide you to Hanet's location, which should be where the arcane well is. It should be right outside where the city of Saravell once stood. The entrance to the arcane well may be hidden somewhere in that ruined city, but I'm not sure. Is there anything else you can tell us? With it being 750 years ago? No. I understand. So are you all ready to go?
3: As ready as I'm ever going to be. Let's do it. Let's go.
0: Let's do this. All right. We will ask you to the eastern edge of Yin now.
5: So we've come here to find... Fuck, hold on.
3: I was feeling that shit.
1: That was great. Uh, I cannot believe it I went off totally that long. I totally just lost
5: <laughs> the lost the extra accent. I
3: was, was like, this, great singing. this is coming together way better than <laughs> I thought.
1: For real though.
5: That's
3: hard.
0: <laughs> we must find the final years. On a way to Thelma's fear.
4: I'm not afraid of nothing here. (laughs) I simply wish to journey to the unknown. I've heard there's a well here, a well worth our lives. I found you all, so now you owe me my destination. <laughs> <laughs> and only I can decide the next mystery. I was
3: saying like, e- this is fun, but everything we're doing right now because doesn't matter. That's not going to be the thing. thing.
4: <laughs> I'm a detective, don't you see? <laughs> A true investigator, a real debater. Is this great? If you want to argue yeah. with me, you'll always be wrong. My goals are important and just you. And you're just a pawn. Tell me more.
0: Tell me more. <laughs> and you easily parry it and then scream it's hell felt and then and then I'll split it around. Cool. Note to Dave split it around do the parry and then what what Finch screamed <laughs> just now hey future dave <laughs> it's me, Future Dave. It's yeah. yeah. Future <laughs> Dave, Dave. It's Past
1: Dave. <laughs> uh,
5: okay, so your Wave album is you definitely need to be Future yes. Dave. No, <laughs> oh. that is your artist name. You
3: gotta wear Dave. the damn like Star Trek like single <laughs> like, shades
5: with your uh, with your DM outfit. <laughs> no. Before we go too much further and get out of it, I just want to say I was totally going to say, and I want to make sure that I like shake everyone's hand. But hu- like when you were say Groom was at the end, I was like, I'm hugging Groom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hugging him <laughs> on the way out. So I'm glad that uh, we were on the same page there.